0: If I'm annoyed or angered or frustrated or feeling a certain way, I would take this as my responsibilities because these are the reflection and feedback of my internal world, which I have control of. My thoughts and my feelings about something made me react that way. And I have allowed those thoughts and action to evoke a certain emotion in me to to the point where I am feeling as such. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it is wrong to feel a certain emotion because The truth of matter is that we are emotional beings, that's what makes us human. Hello and welcome to the Afterflow Glow, where you can only grow. A podcast that helps people align their true self with their true purpose and create realities beyond their wildest imagination. I'm your host, Dor Ordo Paul, and we are going to take you one step closer toward that alignment, one podcast at a time. Enjoy the ride. Alright, today's episode is a personal reflection podcast and I want to reflect on my life and the person I have come to believe I am in general. I want to talk about what has influenced me and helped me shape the man that I am today, and to do this, I would like to reflect on some of the attributes that I have observed from my early childhood and then cover the additional attribute that I have managed to develop as I grew into adulthood and as I respond to the feedback that my environment provided me. So you are going to see how I have balanced out the extreme side of me that, need to, that needed to be kept in check um, during this podcast. So enjoy, enjoy and enjoy. Before I run up talking about today's episode, before I run up talking about the personal attribute from my early childhood and then the developed attribute from my adulthood, I want to state a disclaimer. I want to say that like everyone in this universe, I am an ever evolving being. And that means that the person I am today, this month or next year might not be the same person that you will encounter in the near future be it whether you would be referring to my physical state of being, mental state of being, social, psychological, or my spiritual state of being, I simply won't be exactly the same person month to month or even year to year. You see, we are ever-evolving being, so we are either always transcending or descending on any of the personal growth level that I have just mentioned. So, with that in mind, Let's start off with some of my personal attributes that I have observed uh, and remain intact over the years. The ever constant attribute that when I look back, are still there today. Maybe to the lesser extent, but they are still there. So here we go. The first of my early observation is my competitive nature, the extreme competitive nature. My competitive nature has, has been one of the constant that has driven my motivation for so long. In fact, it is one of the attributes that, I ha- that has persisted so long that I have never even imagined myself without it. If you have seen me in any sporting arena, then you would definitely know or you've probably seen that side of me. Whenever I am challenged by the competition or the competitor, there used to be this side of me that rise so high, so high that I become extremely intense, really intense in the bubble of the competition. And all thanks to my competitive nature, Today, that is becoming less and less because, you know, I have I've come to value playing infinite game, as Simon Sinek put it. The game where my only motivation is being better than the man that I was yesterday. Today, I feel like I am more grounded by my other values, that my competitiveness, my competitive nature doesn't take a high precedent over the other need, you know, the need to collaborate and build a genuine connection. This has become the substitute for my negative side of my competitive nature. And as a result, today I get more joy in being in the flow of the activities that I am taking part in. That is my first early observation. My second early observation which used to accompany my competitive nature is my hot temperament. This is not so much the case nowadays, um, but growing up I was super hot tempered. I was one of those kids whom you wouldn't want to pick a fight with because my fight would last for days. In my motherland, I I was known for my hot temperament. Um, Growing up, I was a really hot-tempered kid. Even when I returned to my home country, South Sudan, uh, recently uh, in 2020, I was reminded by this fact by those who knew me well. Today, though, today you might struggle to believe that because my Zen, my meditation, the routine that i put in place over the last couple of years, I have taken over my whole being that I've ground myself. I have a high level of control because, you know, I have come to see what is in my control and what is not, you know, you call it maturity. That's my second early observation. The third early observation of mine is my deep desire to be great and achieve excellence in all that I do. I I want it perfection. I've always demanded so much of myself. I consider myself a super driven and ambitious person. So I tend to single-mindedly go after whatever I want to achieve without ever giving any chance for an alternative outcome to creep in and diminish my intention. When I'm sold on a, on something, when I'm deeply sold on a particular idea and believe in it, I would develop a, a by all means attitude toward it and if it means, you know, developing new habit, new uh, behaviors, new routine to make it happen, I will make sure I do so. I used to be very particular, not so much nowadays, but yes, I used to I used to want things done certain way. And if I am convinced that things won't be done uh, the way I envision them, I would take matters I would take matters in my own hand and become heavily reliant on myself, my own judgment and my ability. Uh, to get those things done. Now I'm aware that, you know, our own judgment are not always the best. And, you know, relying on your own judgment and relying on yourself, this this has both limited me. You know, I, I say this has both limited me and served me well on different occasions depending on what it is. It has served me well because I would do the thing that, that needed to be done exactly how I envisioned them. And it has limited me because when it comes to single-handedly uh, doing the tasks that don't come naturally to me, it would take longer to complete them. Today, I am not so much uh, like that. I value, I do understand the value of collaboration and, do I, and I understand that being able to utilize the strength of others to realize the common goal is, is their goal. That is my third early observation. Now, moving on to the fourth and the last attribute that I recall from my early years is my deep desire to take up bigger responsibilities. I was a small kid, so many people just equate this to incompetence and weakness. So the general tendency was to discount me as uh, anyone who is capable of taking up any serious responsibilities. Um, I hated this. So at a young age, all my action, all my words and all my thoughts were directed toward proving everyone wrong about what I could do. So I developed a sharp tongue. I, have, I, I developed a tenacious work rate and become really strategic with my move. Being seen as weak and incompetent became my number one enemy. So I fought and challenged everyone who had this view about me. One example I remember in South Sudan when I was about seven or eight years young, uh, was my brother, my half brother, who is about the same age as me. Um, He's now, you know, a good friend of mine. He was allowed to do certain things. He was allowed to do certain things that I wasn't allowed to, like looking after cows with other older children in my town. And I wasn't allowed to do this because my parent uh, or my older sibling uh, said I was not built big enough to carry out such duties. This infuriated me to the core because I hated the fact that I was left at home to do minor tasks. Looking after a cow is a big deal because, you know, I am from a, a, a tribe that, you know, look after cow. Cow is our substance. Um, it's a sign, it's a big sign of maturity because you're taking care of the most valuable asset in the family. So I felt like I was being held back and that I needed to get to the next stage of my life so... I was deeply unsatisfied with the period of, that period of stagnation, if you call it. But luckily, um, I forced my way into taking up those responsibilities shortly, I'm moving to Kenya at the uh, age of 9 or 10 years young. In Kenya, I had no choice but to assume uh, certain responsibilities that I wouldn't otherwise have had I stayed or had I been still living in South Sudan. Stuff like cooking for more than 10 people, fetching water and for cooking and bath, all of that. There was no shortage of responsibility. In fact, I got tired of it in the end. But that's another story for another day. So those are my key observations of my early childhood. Some of which have overlapped to the present day and some of which I have put behind my back. Now we are moving on to the attribute that I have developed in my adulthood. So let's talk about the key trait I have developed over the recent years as I navigate my way in life uh, through different environments. And as i evolve or transcend to the next next version of myself the first of those develop attribute is my huge sense of gratitude gratitude has become so embedded in my life in recent years i see it as a must you know it is one of my top two values i don't take gratitude lightly in fact i am grateful for having developed and continue maintaining a huge sense of gratitude Gratitude ground me, it anchored me, and it balanced out my continuous pursuit of changing the world around me to create the realities that I want to see and live my absolute truth. That's what gra- that's what gratitude do to me. That's what gratitude means to me. Gratitude for me has become a dominant state of being in all my undertaking. It put life into perspective because otherwise... I would have no answers to the big question, like what is it all for, or what is the meaning of it? What what is the meaning of life? I don't think that I don't think that there would be any celebration without gratitude, and that means that there would be no abundant mindset or pers- or purposeful living without gratitude. In fact, making sure that I am always maintaining a sense of gratitude has influenced my life so much, so much that this podcast came as a result of it. I don't. I don't think you can estimate gratitude in dollars because to me, gratitude is happiness and happiness does not have a dollar figure attached to it. Gratitude is essential for those who want to change the world because it balances you out in the present moment while still being bold and shooting for the moon without being without losing touch with the reality. The second attribute in the list of the developed attribute is the one that was brought to my attention by, my, by some of my close friends. And that is my optimistic and positive outlook in life. Although looking back, I think this trade might have been always there from my early days. But I think it, I think it has just blossomed in my adulthood. Today, I look out for the best in everything. Especially especially when it comes to personal goal and vision. Once I am sold again on a value and, or the importance of a particular vision, no matter how unrealistic it may sound to, to the mass majority or to the popular thinkers, I would ridiculously believe and work extremely hard to see the finish line regardless of whether it has been done before or not. In fact, that would even give me more motivation because it has never been done before, you know. That's my second developed attribute. The third of my developed attribute is the need to become the best version of myself that I could possibly become. When I think about personal development, one word that springs into mind is to become. The need to become the best version of myself that I could possibly become has gotten stronger and stronger over the last couple of years. Even though I am well aware that being the best version of ourselves and becoming fully self actualized is not a fixed destination that we could arrive at and say, oh, we we got there, I am well aware that self actualization is not a static state. Or a point in time where we, where one has fully become all that he or she could have become. I know that's not the case because we can continuously develop to the next and the next and the next version of ourselves, and that's what I am referring to here. I am drawn toward pursuing this elusive goal as it gives me a drive to chase the next version of myself while maintaining a high sense of gratitude um, and without losing sight of the most important things in life that. You know, the thing that put life into perspective. My need for continuous personal development, my pursuit of excellence, my pursuit of perfection, my pursuit of greater purpose and my pursuit of the best version of myself. All of these when, when they are coupled with my optimistic outlook on life, then I am led to believe that my dominant trait can be summarized as both an idealist and an optimist. This super combination of being an idealist and optimist keep me balanced while pursuing my higher purpose and my long-term vision. And this means that at time, I will be operating in a complete unknown and darkness due to, you know, idealistic side of me pushing me to explore certain road, less trouble, while all being still okay with these uncertainties and unknown uh, during this pursuit. And that's because my optimistic outlook Help me, guide, help me, and guide me through this road as I never get through them. Um, just because I'm aware that being idealist and being optimist sometimes can shoot you in a path that is um, that's unheard of. I'm conscious of realistic thinking, but it's not my dominant state of mind. My dominant state of mind is being idealist and optimist. The fourth and the last developed attribute I am going to mention before we finish up this podcast is the sense of self-responsibility and control um, that I have developed in my adulthood, my need to take a full accountability of my behaviors and action, my willingness to own up to my slum and rise uh, and and know what I can or cannot control um, when it comes to self. In recent years, I have developed this attribute where I never want to blame anyone or circumstances about anything that didn't go right, that didn't go well in my life. And I started owning up to everything. I transcended the level where I would, you know, typically, where one would typically ask questions like, why is this happening to me? Why are they looking at me this way? Why do do I have to be in this situation? Who will get me out of this mess? All those questions. And I've transcended to uh, an alternate level where I would ask questions like, why not me, you know? What can I do to rise above this? What can I do to make sure I don't continue in this state anymore? This question, the, the what question rather than the why question. Um, and this, uh, being in this state of mind have got me to put everything in, in box, the box of what I can control and what I can't control. Having reached this level has ultimately transformed my outlook on life. There is no way, there's no other way I would rather see the world around me today other than through those lenses that tell me that I am 102% responsible for myself and that how I respond to my environment around me is totally up to me. In fact, this mindset has given me more control than I ever had. It had given me control over my thought, my feeling, my emotion, my habit, and my behaviors. Today, If I'm annoyed or angered or frustrated or feeling a certain way, I would take these as my responsibilities because these are the reflection and feedback of my internal world, which I have control of. My thoughts and my feelings about something made me react that way. And I have allowed those thoughts and actions to evoke a certain emotion in me to, to the point where I am feeling as such. And I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it is wrong to feel certain emotion because the truth of matter is that we are emotional beings. That's what makes us human. All, all I'm saying is that we are responsible for how we react to them. I have, no, you know, I have no possible excuse to delegate those responsibilities to anyone. With this level of knowledge, with this level of self-knowledge, I am not afraid to be bold and persistent in my attempt to go after changing the world uh, or changing the world around me. As a person who embraces all the strength and the weakness that come with being an idealist and an optimist, as I said earlier, as a person who fully accepts this self-image, I don't know what is impossible anymore. You know, that's the mindset I have. I feel like my mindset, my attitude and my self-image are positively geared to navigate through any sort of environment. The six months of self-reflection journey and inner work I did in in 2019 also gave me a solid foundation that I can draw upon. It put me in a top mindset, especially the mindset of knowing that we can always transcend anything. Whenever I think about how I came to have this state of mind, I am overfilled with a huge sense of gratitude. I'm I'm often reminded by how privileged I am that I get to see the world this way because I genuinely believe a positive mindset or a positive attitude is one of the top two assets, along with the ability to use the power of your voice to speak your absolute truth. To wrap it up as a conclusion to our podcast, if I were to give you any advice to anyone listening to this podcast who value personal improvement, it would be this. It would be... I would say to you, make sure you, look, you work ridiculously on your mindset because that's where both limitation and abundance live. And also make sure you really get to know yourself. Have a full awareness of what really makes you, you, you know? Self-knowledge along with a positive mindset, you will be able to value yourself highly and it will allow you to think big, believe big and create big. And that's all I have time for you today, my people. It has been a while since our last pause a podcast. I would like to thank you, the continuous listeners of the Afterflow Glow community. We are running soon. Stay tuned and thank you for tuning into the Afterflow Glow podcast. We'll see you on the next one.